When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News Edition, Episode 212, Checklist. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you for tuning in to this week's Survivor News. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always with our Survivor News Edition, you can listen to this audio podcast on video. Head over to my YouTube, Bryce Isaiah. Click subscribe. Give that video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. You know, we appreciate the Purple Pants Posse always showing up and showing out. Well, listen, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and I hope that you are spending a lot of time with your family. Survivor just aired and your baby boy is back. Okay, we are giving you the Survivor News. I am joined this week by Jack Atkins. Wendell Holland is out and about uh, at a Survivor watch party, and he may or may not call in uh, to check up on me and Jack. But listen, me and Jack are breaking down this episode. This season is definitely getting underway, and I am loving every little bit of it. So listen, let's get to these church announcements real quick, and then let's get to our or your Survivor News. What's up, what's up, what's up, r It's your baby boys, Bryce and Wen. And this is Bryce and Wen present. Why always gotta be so awkward? Okay, anyway, I've been enjoying Survivor 43. I love this cast. We got Carla, our boy James. We got the ridiculous Cody. Oh, Wen, Sammy, the Alligabler. Well, the Brightsigator, Wendeezy, and Jack Atkins cover Survivor every week on the Purple Pants podcast, Survivor News. Did you just say Brightsigator? <laughs> okay. We just want to express our appreciation for you, the RHAP listener. Yes. Thank you so much for your continued support for the baby boys over the years. Just wanted to remind everyone that we have two dates left for our Bryce and Wen present Survivor 43 Watch Party Tour. Let's give the listeners a discount when... Yes, yes, Bryce. We'll be in D.C. on December 7th and Los Angeles for the finale on December 14th. Use promo code RHAP10, that is RHAP10, for a $10 discount on all tickets. Make sure you head over to the Bryce and Wynn Present Instagram and Bryce and Wynn Twitter. Give us a follow. Click the link in our bio for the tickets. Thank you all so, so much. We will see you soon. 
Survivor News. 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 Da da da. And we are back this week with your Survivor News. We giving you the OG. Survivor news. Uh, so if you are an OG Posse member, then you you know, you know. Let's formally welcome back to the podcast the baby boy that is Jack Atkins. We know him from the circle season two, MLA. We know him from the floor is lava. We also know him with the new haircut. I said he looked 10 last week, but that was because the alien invasion. Mm-hmm. But listen, let's welcome back to the podcast, baby boy Jack Atkins. Hey Bryce, how's it going? I as am. you can tell, my voice is a little gone, but I got a little cough drop in right now, and I, I, I'm still ready to rock. The aliens really came. They got me. Uh, I asleep. If you guys are wondering where Wendeezy is, it's giving spring break. Uh, no, Wendeezy is out and about. Um, and so, listen. In essence of Survivor Week, I mean Survivor Week. Thanksgiving, the holidays, you know, the baby boy going on a cruise, taking his barb. So listen, Jack said, put me in, put me in. So Jack and I are giving you the Survivor News this week. Uh, and you know, before we, uh, before we, before we, before we get into that, you know, what's your baby boy, you know, we got to talk. Bryce and oh, yeah. when presents, okay, the District 43, December 7th, okay, the District pull on up and then listen, the finale, the Ooh. finale, the finale, uh, we are coming to LA December 14th, uh, the tickets are available, Bryce and when presents, click the link in my bio, Windows bio, or the Bryce and when present bio, or just if you want, just click the link of Jack bio and see what he doing, okay, because the baby boy <laughs> is active, but listen, Jack, I, um, just want to tell y'all, you know, the finale is really shaping up to be something special, something never seen before. And uh, when DZ and I just got off the phone today, uh, when I tell you uh, Bryson Wynn present the finale 43 LA, it's going to be different. It's going to be something like we've never seen before. And uh, we just got off the phone. We confirmed there's some there's some new intel I don't even know yet. There is some new intel that you don't wow. even know. Uh, so I'm just saying, if you're in L.A. or you want to be in L.A. and you've been enjoying this season, uh, I think, you know, you should pull on up. But listen, great episode. Yep. I feel like a lot of which we were talking about last episode, I feel particularly me, you know how you last week was like, I said James and Ryan. Yeah. A lot of what? Now, wait a minute. I am getting a weird phone call. What? <laughs> in the world? What's up, gentlemen? First of all, Hold your on, hair. Outside. Your hair. It's giving, it is giving, did you touch a an electrical outlet and <laughs> you got electrocuted? Listen here, okay? Don't do that, Bryce. It looks good. It's called a uh, braid out. Uh, it's called a mess. It's called a. I took my cornrows out. My corn. My cornrows were looking rather afflicted today, and yeah. I took them out, and now I got hang it's time. It's giving. You should have kept them in. It's giving. What's your hang time looking like? It's giving delicious, uh, malicious. Uh, but <laughs> we appreciate you reporting live. Reporting live from Johnny Fairplay. Uh oh, uh oh, oh! Johnny, give me that jacket. Johnny, I want that jacket. Johnny Fairplay, I want that jacket. Also, I mean, if I'm gonna rock a Macho Man jacket, that means I'm gonna appear on the Bryce podcast. On the yeah. Bryce podcast. That's <laughs> I mean, you ain't there. It ain't your podcast. I'm appearing. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't there. Damn. And listen, also, if you aren't following Johnny Fairplay on Instagram, congratulations on the blue check, Johnny. We see oh, you out hey, here. He's had that for a while now. Well, I mean, it's it still happened. That's old news. But we you like, like to see it. Oh. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny out here giving Zaddy vibes. Yeah, I got, I, got a, I got a War Dog Sucks Eggs t-shirt. 
I I, can only, I only had so many letters I could spend on on my T-shirt. <laughs> so I got I got Wait, eggs. Well, Wendell, what does Johnny have? What does Johnny have on his feet? Johnny normally has oh, a thick foot game. What, oh, some Jordan ones. Uh, I got I got ones. Okay, Metallic, Johnny. Metallic orange and white. Okay, well, if y'all don't know, Johnny, Johnny Fairplay, his fashions be oh, top tier. Oh, 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 I know that not been. You, you, know you know what, war dog? You know what? And he said he was still doing my egg on conquering the kingdoms. I looked at page eighty-eight. The third king's already in, in, in the chair. <laughs> Lying, motherfucker. I cannot believe that you are nerd. In, you didn't even nerd. tell me. Nerd. 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 What's up, cool guy? Hey, cool guys need to hang out, too. People that call themselves cool guys. So you didn't tell me. So you called me today. You text me. and You ain't tell me you was going to be in New York. I'm saying though, when did New York become Philadelphia? Like all the different states? And plus, like honestly, I didn't even want to see him today after last night's Nets getting whipped by Philly without the three best We didn't players. have anybody. Yeah, I didn't want to see y'all, man. This is some bullshit right now. Isn't Bryce a Charlotte guy? Uh, Charlotte Hornets all day, okay. Yeah, I mean, they, hey, you want to go to Charlotte with me? Okay, yeah. That's Jack Atkins. Yeah. Is that Captain that's Jack? Jack Atkins. Hold on, what's I can't up? See what, this is Captain Jack. What's going on? <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm, chill, I'm doing well. well. How was the event? Yo, we knew Noel's going down, right? I mean, uh, that story was too good, right? Yeah, it, it was good. It was a good episode for uh, her, though, up until the very end. Up until the end. Also, real quick, Purple Pants Posse. Okay, we, we see the mustache. Uh, we see the oh, mustache. Oh, yeah, I shaped up the line a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta it keep up. it clean, right? We gotta keep we it home clean. We're home for the holiday. This is my first Thanksgiving in New York since 2008. Wow. You think? And I'm moving back to New York within the next two years. You're lying. For- I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm, I'm serious. We're going to we gonna have sleepovers all the time. I told, wait, wait. I'm going to sleepover. Now, now let's just start reading. Bitch, start reading. I told you this over the... Ah! Oh, that's upgrade. Huge upgrade right there. <laughs> Huge upgrade. Why aren't you guys here? Because I got a pack and I have to, there's a yes, lot. Pack for what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Yes. Love you, oh, Victoria. Yeah. Can we get Hoboken? Yes. So, sorry, okay, guys. I'm sorry for hiding. It's all right. We all cameos. We're just having so, I can't believe the war dog is there. Oh, my gosh. Can, can we say hi to someone? Who is this? Is this a... He can't see you. He can't see y'all. Is that my zaddy? Is that the so that's original right. Sorry, Ozzy. How you doing? <laughs> Ozzy. You're, you're saying hi to Bryce's podcast. It's so funny that y'all can actually see Wendell fanning out. This is like the real window. He's like, oh, look, look at this. <laughs> it's the war dog. It's Victoria, Johnny Fair. Like he's literally running around, but we love it. Keep doing it. Okay? I feel like I'm a correspondent right now. And you're really hurting my heart right now. It's quite as right. if as if as if tonight's vote out didn't hurt my heart enough. It was a lot uh, going on. But Wendell, get, did you hear what happened to Jack? Did I get what? Did you hear what happened to Jack? What happened to Jack? me? Jack. First of all, yes. I'm well, sorry that it happened to you, but your hair looks really good. It Mine does, does. Yeah. but what do you want to hear what do you, you want to hear what Jack just told us? Can did I tell him Jack? Job? Can I tell no. him Jack? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were even saying. It bro. starts with three letters. It's bye. <laughs> Damn! Wow! <laughs> Why are you gonna do me like that? But all right, Wendell, we we appreciate it. Uh, we got to go. Uh, I love y'all. How was the event? Bitch, page eighty-eight is the cool. Look at my, my you guys still kind of lying, motherfucker. Hang up on us, liar. Hang up on us. Uh, I love the word dog. All right, when oh, okay, when DZ is out. Okay, wow. we got a little special for the podcast. Uh, spoiler alert: War Dog is coming in hot, spoiling things. But listen, we got a lot to unpack, Jack. So let's get to the rundown. I, I'm a little frazzled after all that. I'm like. <laughs> Um, um, 
I'm I'm in shock. Yeah. <laughs> it's listen, it's like it's like the Bryson One Present event. You just never know yeah. who's gonna show we up. Got, it's our live correspondent in the field. We let him moderate one time and he just <laughs> goes out. <laughs> the he's he's all thinking he's a, a newscaster now. Yeah, but no, shout out to him. I didn't realize there was something going on in New York. I low-key might have popped out, but yeah. I think I'll be there this weekend if you y'all want to do something. You should uh I'll make sure I connect you with the word dog. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Should we dive into this this week's episode? Let's dive in. And I mean, for those at home, usually we record, you know, the day after. Right now we're recording 30 minutes after the episode. So it's hot off the press. So this is some live. This is some survivor know-it-alls. Would you be Rob or Steven? Right. Uh, I probably would. I mean, you could call me Sesterne. Sesterne Zaya. Okay, I'll be Stephen Fish Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, should, we, should we dive in? Okay, let's, let's <laughs> dive in. So we get back to camp after the last tribal council, the double tribal, <clears throat> where James and Ryan went home. And... You know, I think there was a general last tribal, I think, was one of the first tribals where the things really started to get kicked off this season, where, where moves were being made. Noel was making moves. Sammy roped in Carla last minute. So I would say there's a general sort of era of mis- aura of mistrust going on where people are starting to say, like, hey, you did something that's a little suspicious. You did something that's a little suspicious. And I think that really sets the, pre- like the, the theme for this episode. Where now, like we said, I think people are finally starting to want to make some moves, whereas the last few weeks it's sort of been smooth sailing. Um, right. Where was your head at with the strategy going into this episode, given everything that happens when they came back to camp? So I, so I got really concerned when they came back to camp. And one, at Tribal last week, we saw Jesse's face was shocked. <laughs> and like, you know, we know that Jesse wanted to work with James, but clearly Jesse was not that sad about it. And we clearly see a face of shocked of Jesse. And at first I thought it was like, darn, they got my guy. But in my opinion, after this episode, it was like a, <gasps> they did my dirty work. Like I didn't have to get rid of James. And I think another thing that really Jesse illuminated was that he said that now that the knowledge is power is out, he knows where all of the other advantages um, are. And he gave us this nugget that we've had to wait seven episodes is that he suspects that Carla has the idol. And we've never (coughs) heard this talk before. And he was like, you know, the word around count, which we all suspected was that like, you know, and you even said the thing that you didn't like about the idols is that if everyone is getting beads, then once they get together, they can talk. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, maybe the way Carla did it, they wouldn't know. Uh, But Jesse says that, you know, he got intel that Carla was asking for beads. And of course, in this game, knowledge is power. And so that made me a little nervous because I'm like, oh my God, they're illuminating Carla's idol. Could she be an issue? And I was like, oh, this is it's a lot going into it. And also, I feel like last episode I was talking to you about how we don't really get to see a lot of Cassidy. And I really feel like that Cassidy is a hardcore player. We're just not seeing it. And I feel like in this episode and especially right after that tribal uh, and they came back, we really get to see her thought process. She's happy that she got Ryan out. He was taking shots at her. And we kind of just see a more confident Cassidy. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm here for it all. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, it seems like we're at the point where really everyone's playing the game, you know, pretty smartly. Like, even throughout the episode, we see them a lot of talk about later on, Gabriel says everyone's an assassin and they got silencers on their guns. The moves are more precise and well thought out. And so even for a Cassidy or a Gabler, who we haven't seen a lot of strategy from so far, it seems like they're starting to really adjust <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to the tempo of the game. Um, so it, may, it, it really, lays the, um, really lays out potential for a lot of big moves down the line of the season. I'm going to grab some water right now, but uh, should we hop into the uh, reward challenge? Yeah, which I, uh, when I was watching this reward challenge, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk to Jack because when we found out that this was a, a reward challenge and when Jeff said that he knew uh, that they would be going to the Oasis and, uh, you know, it would be, I don't know if they found out before or after, but regardless, um, that 
they would like potentially this is like the family visit. We would hear from the families. I immediately was like, okay, and we know whoever wins will get to bring possibly like one or two people with them. Mm-hmm. And my take on it was <laughs> I would absolutely not want to win this challenge. Like I, I just felt like whoever wins this challenge or whoever goes on this challenge will more than likely go home. Like I yeah. just feel like it it too much, too much at stake. And especially like after a double elimination like that, it's better to spend the time with the troops. And I would have actively sought to not win this challenge. Would you agree? You know, you are our resident strategist. Yeah, it's it is tough where especially when there's a little more at stake with your with the the letters from home and stuff like that and you have to be the one to pick i always feel like when you're the individual winner and you need to pick you know two to three people from your tribe it can really reveal your cards as to who you want to work with that might not even always be the logic but if someone leaves me out of their picks i'm kind of going to be like you know where do i stand with them um I'm clearly not a top priority. So yeah, I think there's always a case to throwing it and then ideally getting picked for it anyways. Do you feel like a good strategy is uh, if you do have a core alliance, like say you have three people and you guys are, you know, you made it to the merge, you've made it past one or two episodes, like episodes, uh, tribals. Do you think a good like plan and action is to actually have a conversation like this? Like, hey, if we get a reward, if one of us wins a reward where we get to go off somewhere like we don't need to pick each other. Like, I just want to give you all that. OK, because I think, again, it's best that you take the people that you don't know the best and leave people that you trust back at camp. Do you think that that is actually a conversation people should be having? Yeah, I think that's a very reasonable conversation. Like if you're actually like this with someone, them choosing you on the reward shouldn't really be a deal breaker in terms of as long as it's something you've agreed on. But if you don't discuss that, then there might be red flags. So I, I do think you're right. If you have someone who's a, you're a dynamic duo with, you know, it, it would be a good strategy for both of you to say, Hey, we don't necessarily have to pick each other. Now, given that I agree, that's a good strategy. I could also see how it could be tough when you're so hungry, you want to hear from home in the, in that moment to say like, Oh no, it's cool. Like bring other people. And I'll just go sit back at camp and, and be hungry. Like that's a little tougher. It's it's easy to say like, oh, on paper, this is the right move. But when there's actual real repercussions, it might be a little more difficult. Yeah. But also I feel like <laughs> in the, the game, you've got to make sacrifices. And I feel mm-hmm. like if you're trying to get to the end, I just definitely think this is something that I would, I would say I'm absolutely okay with like, cause one, I ain't going to win the challenge. I'm going to tell you right now, cause I'm going to throw it. And I'm just going to tell whoever, like if y'all get it, don't pick me and don't feel the need to pick me. Like pick people that we're not closest with uh, just because I just feel like in these type of challenges, like, yeah, it just puts a huge target on your back. And even people that you are cool with, it also illuminates you to them. So I just, mm-hmm. whenever, when I heard that it was going to be this, I was like, Ooh, ooh. it actually reminds me of watching, you know, past family challenges with my dad and discussing the same, the same thing. And he, and he was like, if, if you were on Survivor Jack and I was out there for the family reward, I would tell you, do not win it. Like, he's like, I don't want to go because it's bad for your game. Right. So I think you and Ben have a, a very similar strategy. Guys. <laughs> Baby boy, Ben know what's popping. Yeah. I also want to apologize to the posse for my annoying cough right now. I'm going to try to start muting myself when I, when I cough because it's probably annoying to deal with. But this challenge, shout out to Noel. I mean, so... For those who don't remember, you had to spin on this thing, cross a rope bridge, cross a balance beam, and then land a beanbag on a super high platform. Um, and we see Noel struggling with the balance beam for a good, good portion of the challenge. You know, she's a, she's the last one to get to the final stage of the beanbags, and reasonably so. I mean, on one leg, it is extremely difficult to cross a balance beam. Um, but ultimately she catches up to everybody else and lands it on what looks to be like her second or third try in an absolutely astonishing and incredible comeback. Yeah. I, um, it's funny because this season with Noel, having Noel on the, on the season, it always just makes me 
heighten my sense of awareness and like at these different challenges, I'm always wondering like, is this an advantage or a disadvantage for Noel? And again, I wonder if like production takes this into consideration for like different challenges that like, you know, some challenges that she just won't be able to do. And honestly, like when I saw this challenge, I was like, I don't know how Noel will do with this because, you know, of her leg. And again, like I'm just like watching her on the spin uh, thing and then, you know, dizzy and crossing it. And I was just thinking like, I'm just curious to know how she will do because I just, again, having Noel on the season, it just kind of heightens my awareness just to different things. And also it's just like, um, just as an adult, like, you know, just seeing handicap accessible places and different things. I um like I work part time at a hotel and I'm always just so sensitive. Like, you know, sometimes when people get requesting um, and like they need a roll in shower or something, I uh, I always just try to ensure that whenever I see a reservation like that, I always like block it into a room because it's like. You just don't know someone else's like battles or struggles and just the fact that at times people like, you know, they just don't think about things like that. And just, I think I love having Noel on this show because it just, again, humanizes us in a way, not that we're like, Oh, we feel bad for Noel. Cause she needs no pity. Like she's a strong woman. But I'm just saying like, you know, sometimes if you don't know someone or don't have that personal experience, it, it's not personal to you. And yeah. I just, I love the fact that one, she a fighter, she don't need nobody handout. It, and she's here, but just her presence alone makes you just so much more aware. And I just hope for anybody watching the episode, um, just maybe you take a second look about different things and, you know, might be at the grocery store, you know, just open the door, just like, you know, just yeah. promoting, just being a nice person, not saying that, oh, you need to help people. But sometimes like we just are so caught up in our own realm of things that, we don't think about the next person. And again, yeah. just this challenge itself. And when she just couldn't get it. And I was just like, oh, damn, Noel, like this is a hard one for her. And then for her to come back like that, I was mm. like, if this and honestly, if this is not a testament to Survivor, that it's like, you know, Jeff always says, don't give up. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. And this is like example of when you push yourself you just never know how far you can go. So I was now, mind you, you know, I'd be a crybaby <laughs> a little bit. And again, when she uh, won this, I definitely was like sitting on the edge of my bed, uh, definitely shedding a tear, just being how proud I am of Noel, uh, just for her perseverance and for her strength. I think that it's like so admirable and we could all learn a lot from Noel. Yeah, I mean, I thought... Obviously, it was so amazing, but it brings me back to a conversation we had a week or two ago where it was obviously it was so blatantly amazing that all of a sudden, I think all the players were like, we cannot necessarily go to the end with someone who was doing such incredible things. And I know you were bringing that point up a lot. And I think that is absolutely true because we see the rest of the episode. People start to say like, well, we can't we love Noel, but we can't sit at the end with her like and that's just sort of the double-edged sword of this sort of win for her. Um, and it's just, I, I don't know. Like, right. And it sucks that it's a reward <laughs> win and not an immunity win because yeah. now it's just like, again, I was telling you all before, I feel like Noelle's path will be harder because she shines a little bit brighter. And if her way to the end is that she won't have to, went her way to the end and here it is her actually proving to them that like not only can I come back from behind I can nail it on my second shot and that's scary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and I, I will say I'm glad that it seems like most of the challenges that have been more difficult for her have been like the rewards more so than the immunities it seems like but I agree with you like the, the, the cost of her winning this challenge from like a perception standpoint might not be worth the actual reward itself. But again, when you're in the heat of the moment, you make such an amazing comeback. Like that might not necessarily, not necessarily be on your mind. <laughs> right. But um, speaking of the reward, Noel selects Sammy, Jesse and Owen. And they go to the survivor sanctuary where they get a bunch of food, 
It looks like they get some wine uh, <laughs> and they get some letters from home uh, that clearly hit them pretty hard, especially Jesse and, um, and Owen. But what did you make out of this whole reward? Like, how do you feel uh, about it? <laughs> I love the reward. You know, I normally do the family visit with Rob. And so I always just get very emotional uh, just hearing Owen read the letters from his girlfriend. I think his girlfriend's name is Sammy. Also him just saying like, I don't think that I've ever, I, I don't know why this got me emotional. Like him saying like, I don't think I've ever seen my dad write, I love you. Uh, that was just like, wow. Um, and cause Chad, I don't think I ever seen my dad write, I love you either. But anyway, that's not story for the day. But even like Jesse saying like, you know, me and my wife, she's my best friend. We used to write letters, but that was when I was in juvenile detention. Like, you know, just crazy. And, and hearing Sammy's yeah. dad say, like, you know, I'm giving up certain things for you. Uh, Noelle's mom talking about how she checks the weather. Like, I just love, uh, I just love the family visit. It's the best thing. But Noelle's mom might be checking the weather to see what it's like. But let's just be clear. Sammy changes up more than the weather and the seasons combined because Sammy be a blizzard one day, then a, a heat wave, then a thunderstorm, then the sun out, then it's snowing, then it's hailing. Like Sammy is like, and mind you, y'all know I love my baby boy Sammy, but for him to get in there and be like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. You guys are it. Like, and I'm just like, and I'm sure he means, I, I feel like, I feel like Sammy is like me. He's very in the moment, like, you know, but there are a lot of moments in the day and in every moment, Sammy a little different. Uh, Sammy's like, I'm locking it in. And I'm just like, baby boy, you coming on too strong because it's like, they have seen your style of play, especially Owen. Uh, and it just was like, oh, I'm thinking like, and again, like I said last week, I feel like Owen's downfall, not Owen, uh, Sammy's downfall is going to be how he's playing both sides. And clearly, like, and even in that moment, they were able to see it. Mm -hmm. And I remember we talked about, for a while, Sammy had been doing such a good job of playing both sides and it didn't really seem like anybody was on to him. But clearly now everybody's sort of aware of the fact that he's a bit of a wild card. And even still, it doesn't seem like there's been a become a, a big target on his back necessarily, but it does seem like he's sort of lost some, I guess, strategic respect in the sense that everyone's like, oh, he'll just go with the wind. Um, even though I feel like he has more of an intentional plan in his movement, but when you're trying to work with everybody, it does eventually come across as sort of um, just like, not what, like, I guess not spineless but like as in you're easy to 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 mold to mold and yeah. another thing i thought of was like i was like maybe sammy's game style could earn him a seat at the end in the sense of like you're switching up so much you're kind of like you know you backstab janine like you uh, or orchestrated this james vote i'm thinking like and again from talking with Survivor with you uh, so much, it really opens my mind to like, I would feel like if I ever played again, I would be such a more um, dynamic player. And I think that I would actually think like, maybe Sammy is somebody I should lock it in with. Because if I'm sitting at the end with him, I'm not actually sure how many votes he's going to get because he has switched mm -hmm. up so much on so many people. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, once everybody knows that you're willing to make like any move, I think it takes a lot of the weight of like your actual moves away and you lose a lot of credit. So I, don't know, I think Sammy's a really good, good, good player in terms of his maneuvering, but it doesn't really seem like he has anyone that like really wants to work with him. And that, right. can, that can be tough for his final pitch. You know, like what is the final pitch at that point? Like, yeah. And another thing that I felt like I was robbed of, of this reward, and I'm curious to listen to Noelle's exit interviews tomorrow. We ain't seen nobody looking for an idol or an advantage. Mm. I just feel like normally these are the places that like, uh, 
people be turning over the place and stuff. But I'm sure that probably like, I mean, we got people like Jesse out there. We have people like Owen out there. I am yeah. sure they probably looked, but there was nothing to find. But I would have loved if the editors could have just showed us a little something. True, true. Yeah, it is. It is like they, they never really show it unless someone finds it. But it's, it's always fun to see them like looking in their napkin, yeah. you know, like looking <laughs> under the pasta. Um, yeah, true. Uh, and there's so many advantages like already in the game though. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, but yeah, back at camp, we see the, the other four, uh, Cody, Carla, Cassidy, and Gabler. Um, not going to say they were salty that they weren't there, but they clearly weren't the most excited. Um, but even there, they're sort of having similar conversa- conversations that are happening at the reward where they're starting to try to get their numbers in line a little bit, start thinking about what the, the plays could be. I know there's a little bit of conversation about Noel, uh, a little conversation about Sammy. <clears throat> so it just seems like, yeah, it's sort of same as earlier in the episode. It, it seems like at this point in the season, there's kind of a consistent, steady strategy saying like, okay, where are people at? Like who, who do people want to go for? Uh, and just being very like particular in the, the conversations that people are having. Yeah. I, I also thought it was funny that it was like more the talk of like, yeah, we've got to start targeting the threats. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, because y'all got out everybody. Like, you know, everybody now is just playing. So, of course, yeah. you're going to have to target the threat because everybody's a threat. I think another thing that really kind of illuminated for me was uh, when Carla and Cassidy went to Gabler and they're like, you know, telling them their plan about Noel. And I'm like, is when did Gabe? It's just so crazy how you see how people are in the beginning and they might be like aloof and they might be like out the, you know, laying down trying to get their rest. But I think we need to give a little bit more credit to Gabler's style of play. And again, I feel like it could be strategic that he has been somewhat like, you know, the Alligabler has been up and he's now at the point where. People, he is a number and a viable number that uh-huh. people really need. And he is really becoming like the sway vote. So it was just so interesting seeing Carla and Cassidy go to him um, and like tell him their plan. And he's like, I'm with them. But we see uh, that he is definitely a double agent, but definitely more stealth like than a Sammy. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, we gave, we knocked Gabler. I knocked Gabler for a while. And I think the, the fact like early in the season, he was came across as like not a very strong player, not a jury threat, kind of a chaotic player. And so I think that caused pretty much everyone in the game to write him off and say, okay, I can sit at the end with a Gabler. And when you're with someone who everybody wants to sit at the end with, everyone's going to come to you and try to, and try to loop you in and work with you. So now Gabler's at a position where, he might have the most information in the game in terms of everyone coming to him and talking to him. Um, and he's been a lot more stealth mode. Like he hasn't blown up any plans. <laughs> he's been like pretty good with the, the way he's been maneuvering. So, you know, if, if at some point Gabler can start using the fact that everyone's, you know, writing him off as an underdog or, or a non-factor and really use all that information to, to make the tides turn his way then I, I think we got to give Gabler's game a little more, more credit than we have been. So yeah, it is cool to see at this point in the season, even like the, the underdog players like Gabler and Cassidy start to make some plays that, that can build their resume to a, a competitive level. Absolutely. And I think that there is something to be said to like, waiting a little bit to like make that big move. And, and again, if any, if any time is better, now is the time for the Alec, Alligabler yeah. to come on out. Like I'm like, okay, gay, gaby gay, we see you. Yeah, exactly. Um, next we head into the immunity challenge. Uh, and I gotta say, I've, I like the immunity challenge this season, something we talk about every week. It's not so much the same old like endurance balancing challenges that we've gotten every episode in the past few seasons. It's all different stuff. And even in the teaser for next week, we see one of my favorite immunity challenges. So I'm just excited at the rate that they're doing these immunity challenges and the, and the diversity that we have in those. But this one is sort of a house of cards building, balancing act where you got a lever in one hand and you're trying to balance this plank and then move cards from one side to the other to make a tower that's 
sufficiently high, probably, you know, seven feet, six feet. Um, <clears throat> and that, I mean, early on, they hit us with the montage of just tiles falling and falling and falling and falling. Um, but eventually Cassidy starts to, you know, start doing pretty solid with it. We see Carla, um, Sammy, uh, Oh, and all making pretty good progress. Um, but it's Cassidy who's out in front pretty much the whole time, but she starts to get towards the top and adopts a more, a bit of a safer strategy that allows other people to start to catch up. Um, but ultimately Cassidy's strategy works out and she reaches the top and, and takes home the win. what do you think of this challenge? Uh, I love this challenge. And it's funny, like you said, I love the adaptations of this challenge because normally on the challenges, it's like you have the rope and you got to walk towards it and drop it down. I also just love the the angle of like this and this and getting the right movement. Um, and so, yeah, I, I loved everything about this challenge. I feel like last week you guys were complaining about um, the challenges in the sense of like, because this somewhat was an endurance because you kind of had to like endure the fact that your dominoes are falling and getting over it. But I like the fact that it was a slow and steady wins the race and that like you yeah. know it was over time and i just think again we've been talking about cassidy and in this episode we know that when noel took uh jesse sammy and owen noel and carla were the two names on the block and again we've seen a little bit more fire from cassidy and very important for her to win this because if she did not win this, it was more likely looking like it could have been her going home because uh, Carla has an idol. And yeah. if any chance to use the idol, uh, I definitely think now would have been the time to use it. Yeah. And, and they had that potential vote, uh, plan to split the votes on Cassie and Carla. And like you said, obviously Carla has the idol, so she could have been in trouble. So definitely a very, timely win for her and it's also been interesting to see that through the first five individual immunities there's been a different winner every single time and so that kind of keeps things fresh and unpredictable yeah and i also i think that that also speaks to the level of which the challenges are because sometimes I feel like when it's a heavy puzzle challenge or heavy like endurance swimming yep. then you tend to kind of sort of have like a Tyson on you know the challenge USA where you have somebody dominant but I love the fact of them switching these different things up um, because it creates different players yeah. winning and when different players winning like the way the the cook the way the domino falls is falling different ways uh every chance exactly what i will say though is after you know cassidy wins and now it's like the the game is on to uh to see what happens i feel like the editors have are illuminating if ever we see a winner's edit or ever we see a golden nugget or like, you know, a halo like, it is definitely Jesse Lopez. Uh, this was, in my opinion, a breakout episode for him mm -hmm. um, in the way in which that they were able to edit it and the way that he was able to tell the story of if this is what I want to happen, this is what I need to happen. And it's just so interesting to go along uh, the journey with him. And even when he gets like a roadblock, the U-turn or the thing that he makes. And this was just like, again, it just really goes to show you the level of gameplay in which uh, people are playing. And I, I, I read the Twitters and I read the Reddit sometimes. And I know people have been saying like, oh, the season isn't that exciting. It's not that, like, you know. But I think that issue is, is because people are playing a strategic game. People are like, you know, no one to hold them, no one to, no one to show them. Like, they are keeping their cards, cards close, to they, yeah. close to their chest. And I think that to some, it's like, oh, it's not a lot of action. But I like this because at some point, it's going to have to boil over. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, I, yeah, I just, I think that for me, this was truly an illuminating episode for the baby boy, Jesse. Yeah, and I, I think this is what you were referring, but we, after the after the immediate challenge, we get back to camp and we see some different options thrown out, but ultimately we see Jesse decide he wants to get out Noel, and we see his, um, 
checklist for a successful blind side followed with like different freeze frame moments, which I don't think is something we've ever seen before. And it's basically him coming up with his cover stories, finding a fall guy who's Sammy and then, you know, putting the plan in motion and getting that backup option. I believe it's, is what it is with uh, enlisting Gabler. Um, something we haven't, that's sort of a sequence we haven't seen in survivor before, which I thought was interesting. It definitely gave me almost like a, undercover cops like right like trying to figure out uh or where in the world is carmen san diego but you might be a little too young for that jack uh another thing that i feel like uh cody and jesse did was they illuminated the fact that one noelle can pull out a win when she needs one and not only pull out a win she can come from behind they also talked about how noelle is good with getting a number one and when they took dwight out she replaced yeah. him. She replaced him with Owen. And again, I think that that's a great position for Owen to be able to kind of sort of like, you know, Owen has been feeling like he's been on the outs for a while. And I'm sure after tonight, he probably might, baby boy might feel that way again. But I like Owen's resilient resilience in the sense that he is able to, uh, you know, he might be a curmudgeon and, uh, you know, upset with things. But like, I just like the fact that like he was able to kind of link with Noel and make a, an impactful relationship that is alter ultimately like kind of like helping him get along in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's just a lot of dynamics going on. And I do think the, the way that they frame Noel's sort of scrappiness in the game, too, was really smart. And, and I think really help their case of of making her not only a threat to sit next to at the end for all, all the reasons we've seen, but also just a strategic threat and someone who's always going to come back stronger if you let her survive. Um, now, before we get to tribal council, I mean, it does seem like given that we see the, the, the full scope of this, of Jesse's plan, it does seem like the signs, the writing is sort of on the wall with Desi Child's second album, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we do see Gabler go to Carla and say like, Hey, Jesse and Cody, like they gave me the plan. Like I'm on board, but we got to look out for them a little bit. And Carla seemed to agree. And again, could they be building us a Jesse up to only to let us fall down? Because again, I definitely feel like this plan was well thought out. A lot of moving parts, a lot of things for him to like tell people, but also it's revealing how smart and how untrustworthy in the the game of Survivor that you can be. Um, And clearly Cody is your number one. But for the Allegabla to be the one to decode that Mm. and know that. But also, I think for me, what impressed me even more, because obviously they're leaving us with a cliffhanger, like, oh, what's the Allegabla going to do? But he, I mean, he didn't act on it. And yeah. I, that that's like, oh, okay. Gabler is keeping a mental note of what's going on. And Gabler will for sure be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the, the, the reason they included that is really just, you know, they're going to go with the flow now, let Jesse make his moves. But I think not too long from now, even next episode, there might be some 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 uh, retaliation towards Jesse. But same time, Jesse has two idols. So that can make things really dicey and really interesting. Um, what I will say in my brief, you know, Reddit browsing post episode, I saw a lot of comparisons between Jesse and Omar from last season where they're sort of both of the people in the power alliance that are the best at, you know, subtly lining up the dominoes and lining up the targets and then letting them fall and getting them out of the game. <clears throat> when people are worried that someone like a Jesse could go out around the time Omar did for the same reason that once all the dominoes have been knocked over and there's no one else to get, you're like, Oh, well, who was responsible for all of that? It was Jesse. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so clearly I think there's going to be a target on Jesse's back, but it'll be interesting to see what he can do with, two idols because now we're down to the final seven two idols at this point could easily get you to the, to the four. So Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but ultimately we're at tribal and you gotta be honest, tribals this season have been, you know, I think the season has been picking up but the tribals have sort of steady been pretty boring. Like there's just a lot of 
metaphors and a lot of vague answers, which as a player, I can respect the vague answers because you don't want to show your cards. But as a viewer, I wish there was a little bit more spiciness. You know, it just feels like Jeff's, Jeff's always just like, well, how do you think the game's going? And people are just like, oh, well, the, the game's going all right, but you never know. I mean, <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, and Noel, what do yeah. you take of that? Like, you know, but I, I also feel like Gabler was low-key dropping like little bombs when Gabler was doing his like, oh no, they're snipers with precision and they're mm-hmm. gonna take people out. They take it, you, 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 you. Like, and mind you, like, he's like, they take you all out. No. Yeah. Just yeah. like, who are you pointing to, Gabler? Oh no, nobody. Nobody. Jesse. No, I'm no, no. I didn't point to anybody, Jack. I mean, Jeff. I point to nobody. Jesse. Jesse. Nobody. I yeah. point to nobody. Not just the way my hands went. Yeah. I was like, okay, Gabler. <laughs> yeah. Um, but ultimately, uh, so it's a five to two to one vote. Cassidy, Carla, Cody, Jesse, and Gabler vote for Noel. Interesting. Noel votes for Sammy, which surprised me a little bit. And then Sammy and Owen vote for Carla, which also surprises me because, you know, last week, Sammy was the one roping Carla in at the last second. So in the sense, like that almost kind of proves people's point about Sammy and that last week he was going away from the plan to bring in Carla. And this week he's out of the plan. He votes for Carla. Like it doesn't, <laughs> Does not make a ton of sense. Um, yeah, it does not make a ton of sense. I think it just seems like Sammy, and I mean Sammy, you know, and unfortunately, I've just been out of the loop and a lot of votes. And Sammy's done a better job of working his way into votes, but not even being at the center of them necessarily. But it's just another week where where Sammy and Owen are just sort of out of the loop, unfortunately. So I am curious <laughs> to see will Owen go back. And be like, because now there's no James. Like, you know, will he be like, you left me out? Like, you know, and I uh, will he give that energy to Jesse? I'm curious. Uh, I doubt it just because I think he was more like, I think if he said that, you could be like, well, you were close with Noel. So like, why would we tell you that? It's like, and he, and it seems like he already had a plan of his own. So it's more of a blind side. Whereas the week he went to Jesse, it was like, he had immunity. He was like, guys, I have immunity. Like, I just want to be a part of the vote. And it was a little bit more blatant, but I'm sure Owen's going to be pretty frustrated because last week was probably like the first time he was in on a move and now he's sort of back to the bottom. So, right. <laughs> Another thing that I thought was like really, uh, not cold hearted, but like this man is playing the game. It's like, you know, when he talks about the, the reward challenge and how he's like so grateful to Noel and like, you know, like a real love session. And I'm just like, Oh, all the time, this man is orchestrating. Like I was just like, Jesse. Yeah. He's been very comfortable. And I don't think they've highlighted it as much necessarily as they can, but it's like, it's the same thing. He voted out Dwight when Dwight had trusted him with his idol. Like any other season, I feel like they're going to be like massive backstab. Right. It kind of left that out a little bit. But I also feel like I I like the style in which Jesse is doing it. Like, you can be cutthroat and be a very, like, aggressive player, but not be an aggressive player, if that makes sense. And I I like that. And again, I think that that is partly the reason why I see so many of the comments like, oh, that's standard as lackluster. But I'm like, if you're actually looking at the game moves and the relationship in which the people have... This is a very cutthroat season. It's just, you know, they're not giving it to you in the style in which that like you're you're used to. But if you're a fan of the, the game and a fan of trial and error, I don't know if that actually fits in, in, in it. Sure, but like, sure. you know, if you're a fan of like seeing how it play, seeing how the cake bake, then Baker's man, patty cake, patty cake. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's everyone's playing at a pretty high level. And so that might make things less crazy and therefore less exciting. But I do think this week and last week have been sort of some of the first episodes of the season where I've really been like paying close attention, seeing the moves and really there's a lot of things I'm seeing from a lot of different players that I like as a strategist. And so when everyone's playing a solid game, it might not be the most, you know, 
razzle dazzle, but you can still as a fan watch and be like, wow, there's some impressive things going on here. Couldn't agree uh, more with you. Uh, I was extremely sad uh, after the votes came in to know that our girl, Noelle, they took her out. But like I said early on, uh, she will go out in a blind side because like that she truly was a threat and a hell of a player. And again, when you are and again, I also felt like if I was Noel and we got to travel, I'd be like, Jeff, if you don't shut the, like, you know, Noel, what an impressive comeback from the end. What do you say? Like, you know, I, and again, don't get me wrong. I felt like Noel's answer was a hundred percent great, like an uplifting, but I also feel yeah, like don't put a she, spotlight. Right. On she could have been like, I mean, Jeff, <clears throat> anybody could have done it. Like, you know, I would have liked, but again, Jeff, like, illuminating her once more uh, which puts a huge target on her back and which is ultimately the reason why uh, she went home because anyone that Noel sits next to uh, they would be handing her a million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. She really left her mark on the game and yeah, it's a shame she went out like this, but um, yeah, it, she, she played a solid game <laughs> Absolutely. I am pretty sure that if there ever is a returning season, you could I I wouldn't be surprised to see my girl Noel back on out there. Mm. Oh, one thing I do want to hark back to that I forgot to mention. Um, I know you love the the, the thing about the Jeff and the TJ outfits. Oh yes. Uh after the reward challenge, Carla said, Jeff, loving the black. And Jeff was and, like, Oh, really? Like Jeff said you talking to me yeah. and Jeff was like you he know what his head right Jeff Thank is you. like they put the blue shirt out for me this morning but I was feeling but I was feeling this black it just you know made me slim I got the black survivor hat to mess it up with I said I'm gonna unbutton three buttons and you know but I'm. it's just the way Jeff put his hand on his hip he and so turn, it was like He's like, my, my wife hasn't told me that in years. <laughs> you see me? Oh, thank you. You know, I miss people saying good morning, Mr. Jeff. And, yeah. you know, I'm not getting at this season. But He's like, ever since Jonathan left last season, there's no <laughs> right. one showing me no damn respect. No one shows me no love, but I appreciate that. Carl? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was cracking up. Of yeah. course, you know, I had to pull that clip. When I saw that photo, I said, let me grab this. Yeah. Oh, boy, Jeffrey. Uh <laughs> But again, episode 10, the season is definitely churning up. And if you guys have think that the season has been lackluster, I feel like it's about to get a little more illustrious. It's about to go down. Damn. Like, yeah, we ain't playing uh, with that. And I'm glad that we were able to break down uh, the Survivor News given Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Yep. But listen, we said before we stuffed the turkey. We'll stuff the posse's ear with some uh, Survivor News. Survivor News. Uh, what are you doing for the holiday, baby boy? Yeah, I'm, I'm back home in Connecticut with uh, some family. Uh, and then hopefully, so going to bounce to different family members and everything and some friends of the family. It should be a good time. See some people I haven't seen in a while. And then hopefully going to be in New York this weekend, see some friends. And then back to school for my last week of classes. So I'm excited about that, but I hope you, I want to hear what you're doing, but I hope the posse has an excellent Thanksgiving as well. But Bryce, what are you, what are you, what's your plan? I'm headed to Barb's and you know, Barb is going to do her, her regular degla Thanksgiving. What's Barb's best Thanksgiving item? uh, Her candy yams. Ooh. Okay. They're like, they, mm, they're delicious. What's up? What's Christine's best? I don't think she, so. I don't know if she's cooking, but she, she's bringing desserts and, and oh. she can make a mean dessert. Ah, oh, what's your favorite Christine dessert? Probably chocolate cake. Ah, oh. yeah, it's good. Do you ever like uh, when she used to be mixing the cake before she put in the oven? Would she ever let you? <laughs> yeah, she gave me like the, what, the, 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 the little, oh, the little yeah. good things. Like, yeah. yes, that used to be the best part. 
I oh, love yeah. that. Uh, that was definitely the best part. Well, all right, Jack, I hope you have a, a, a happy holiday. Uh, we appreciate the Purple Pants Posse and we will be back next week giving you your Survivor news. Uh, and thanks again. And you know, Bryson Wimp presents. We out here. So we hope to see you soon in DC and hope to see you in the finale because I'm telling you, you yep. ain't gonna want to miss it. And this has been your Survivor News. And that is going to conclude this week's Survivor News. Please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And as always, with your Survivor News, you can listen to this audio podcast on video. You can watch it on video. Just head over to YouTube, type in Bryce Isaiah and you will find this week's Survivor News. Make sure you subscribe give that video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that it's a checklist cause it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants